emails, got mail. notifications, work meetings, phone calls, Zoom calls, social activities with family and friends. We are all very busy living our busy lives where it can be hard to make time for yourself, even though it's probably the best thing you can do for your well-being. and welcome to the next episode of Brainstorm. Brainstorm is a podcast about thoughts and reflections in business, social media, and creative life. I'm your host, Metin Sandler, and I know from countless experiences how hard it can be to make time for yourself. Everybody has so many things going on, right? You don't have to be a business owner to have a full schedule. I think for everyone there comes the point in their adult lives where they can find themselves constantly shifting between the high pressures and expectations of a fulfilling career and personal life. Sometimes, when we're too focused on everybody else in our lives, we forget ourselves in this equation. I never had a problem doing things by myself. I was an only child. I didn't grow up with a brother or sister. I'm used to being in my head, creating worlds and imagining things like being a superhero when I was a kid. As a teenager, I dreamt of big stages with large crowds and how I would rock in front of them. But times are different now for me. Ever since I joined the workforce, I always thought that I can't make time for me. I have to work. I always believed that going on vacation or just for a little walk during the day would somehow show weakness and that I didn't deserve to do this. When I started my company, I felt guilty when I wasn't doing any work. I told myself, I can make time for myself when the business has succeeded, not before. Only after consciously taking some time off for myself did I realize that all these ideas of feeling guilty, weak, unproductive or not deserving it were full of crap. How did I get there? It was summer 2019, I was having my first breakdown. I came home from my office just before midnight and started to boil water for some instant noodles. Just when I wanted to put my iPhone and iWatch on the wireless charging station in the living room, I felt that my heart started beating very fast, but everything else felt so slowed down and my head was kinda numb. I almost fell to the ground, but managed to bring myself to the couch and collapse there. I had no idea what was happening. I started panicking. After some time, when my heart rate had slowed, I started feeling better and noticed my surroundings again. I heard the water boiling, slowly got up and went to the kitchen to finish my noodles. That was one hell of a scary experience, you guys. It was at this time that I knew that some things had to change. The next day, I booked my flight to New York. It was awkward. I heard this voice in my head, going to New York? I have a business to run. My first team members are just about to start their new jobs. I can't leave, but I knew I had to. So I did. I know this might sound silly, but the two biggest steps I've ever taken in my life were starting a company in 2018, directly followed by consciously making time for myself after that breakdown a little over a year later. 
Booking that trip to New York was the best decision ever. I still had to do some work, but I did have plenty of time for myself. I just made time for myself, explored the city by foot and with my camera. When I sat down in Domino Park in Brooklyn, very near to Williamsburg Bridge, I realized that it was okay to make time for myself. That I didn't have to feel guilty, lazy or weak. That I deserved this. My mama and papa always told me to take a break once in a while and to make time for yourself every day. I laughed at this, but finally I understood. People do different things when they make time for themselves. Some play an instrument, others work out, some try out new recipes in the kitchen, others like to sit down and listen to music or read a book. Whatever you like to do on your own, try to identify what it is that makes it so rewarding for you and make very sure that you really like doing this and are genuinely curious about it. If you're not sure, feel free to experiment. Go with what feels good for you and for you only. If you do things because somebody told you to do it or because of whatever other reason, you will not make time for yourself. You'll again be doing something for someone else and in the long run, you will not be looking forward to doing it. What you want to do here is to build up a steady habit of making time for yourself. We'll talk about making habits more deeply in another episode. What really helped me with establishing a routine of making time for myself was to start small. I focused on easy but continuous steps. You can't change a lifetime of looking outwards for things to do within days. So take your time when you try to shift this focus. There's no rush. I started with scheduling time for myself every day in a private calendar. Everybody who has access to my work calendar can see that I'm busy then. Some days I'm so busy that when the time comes for my personal time, I wouldn't know what to do at that moment. Sometimes I go out for a run, read a book, learn a new language, listen to music or play a little bit of Donkey Kong. It can even just be doing nothing. I literally write that into my calendar. Do nothing. Then I just lie down on my couch and, well, do nothing. Whatever you do, the main takeaway here is that you actually make time for yourself and acknowledge it. Respect it and let other people respect it too because it's coming from the right place. What you're doing doesn't matter at this stage. It's all about building the habit of making time for yourself. If, however, you're struggling to find something to do because it has been years since you made time for yourself and yourself only, then here are some Metin Sandler approved ideas to start you off. First, take a nap. Seriously, you don't have to be over 70 to take a nap during the day. A 20 minute nap can be awesome. I do this a couple of times during the week. Second, go for a run or a walk. This can be an activity of 30, 40 minutes. Take in fresh air, walk or run. Half of our bodies are our legs. That's no coincidence. Stretch them out. Third, spend time with nature. Water your plants. If they're not doing well, reposition them in your home. Read something about them. What you're doing here is taking care of something in your household that actually lives and needs attention. So you are taking care of a plant and of your home at the same time. Fourth, examine an everyday object, like a cup of water. Look at it, notice all the details, materials, shapes, the shadows it casts and so on. 
This helps me to be more aware of the objects in my environment and of my environment itself. Also, it seriously calms my mind. Fifth, create something. A scribble, a sketch of something. It doesn't have to be perfect. Try to draw an eye, for example. Activate your creative part of your brain and take your focus away from work or private problems for 30 minutes and just focus on a sheet of paper. An important element for me here is I put all my electric devices like laptops, iPads and iPhones away. I call this airplane mode, no distractions. Let's take it a step further. Plan dates with only yourself. Schedule it in your calendar. Go to the movies alone. Grab something to drink, sit down somewhere and watch people. Go on a hike, alone. Go to a museum, alone. Try a new restaurant, alone. I really believe that people should get more comfortable and confident about doing stuff on their own. If I can be alone with myself, if I'm comfortable with myself, then I'm in a healthy place to be comfortable with others. To summarize, when you start making time for yourself, you take care of yourself. You'll start feeling better, you'll start looking better, and you'll start to attract other people. It all starts with you and making time for yourself. This is the definition of self-respect. Am I 100% there yet? Definitely not, but I'm working on it. Last time I talked about taking a break and I asked you what taking a break means to you. Dörte wrote on Instagram that she actually took a break this summer for two weeks without any devices. No phone, no iPad or laptop. She has never been more relaxed in her life. Thanks for sharing, I shall try this too. Next week, I'd like to talk about being a people pleaser. If you are in a service industry like we are at Sender Media, you tend to be like that. But again, you don't have to be a business owner to answer the following questions. Are you a people pleaser? If yes, why? If not, why? I can't wait to read your comments and messages. And with this, I'd like to leave you with a quote by the author Haley Page McGee. If everyone likes you, then you probably don't. Until next week. Brainstorm is hosted by me, Metin Sender. The show is produced by Sender Media. This episode was recorded at the Sender Media headquarters in Zurich, Switzerland, and is edited and mixed by Oliver Sears. 